When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We call the early week edition the game plan. And today is all about Sooner softball. If you missed it last week, Jessica Cootie did an incredible feature on Melissa Lombardi, the 20-year associate head coach and pitching coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, the feature, you can watch it right now on Soonersports.tv, and it's also on Soonersports.com. But as we've learned throughout the history of this podcast, there's more to the piece, there's more to the video than what you usually end up getting on that side. So one of our traits, one of our kind of common trends has been that we take these incredible features that Jess does and uh, that she puts together in proper English, and we kind of give you the behind-the-scenes access and maybe some of the answers that didn't make the feature and maybe some of the angles that maybe found their way on the cutting room floor but still is a way to educate and inform yourself and entertain yourself when it comes to Sooner softball. So coming up today, you'll hear from Paige Parker, you'll hear from Melissa Lombardi, and you'll hear from Patty Gasso. But we're looking Way back on the feature, we don't have to look too far back for some Sooner magic. As we sit here and tape this from the Sooner Vision Studios, I have just wrapped up calling one of the more incredible bounce backs I've ever seen from any sports team. The Sooners, if you weren't following along, the Sooner softball team lost their first game in the regional. They were upset by North Dakota State in extra innings. The Sooners then bounced back to beat Arkansas. 
They avenged their loss to North Dakota State and then had to beat Tulsa twice in order to advance to the Super Regionals. We pick up the game on Sunday night in the fifth inning with the Sooners behind 2-0. Nicole Penley steps to the plate, and what happens over the next five innings is Sooner magic. That ball is belted deep to right center field and long gone. Nicole Penley goes yard. And Oklahoma has cut the deficit in half, 2-1, to one, on Pinley's second home run of the day. And Nicole comes airplaning into home plate, and she waited on an off-speed offering and hammered it over the right center field wall. Ground ball back up the middle. Is it going to get into center field? It does. Here comes Kaylee Clifton with the tying run. The throw is cut off. It's tied up at two in the bottom of the sixth inning on a base hit up the middle, a C-Nice single by Sid Romero. The 0-1 pitch, hit deep. Are you kidding me? To left field, oh baby! CC did it, we are tied! Oh, Kelly Clifton knocks the game up at four with a two-run shot to left field. The 1-2 pitch to Shea, grounded towards right field, a base hit by Shea Knighton. The first pitch to Sid, pop fly, deep to left field. It's at the wall, a walk-off, a walk-off by Sid Romero. Oh, baby, what a comeback. What a team, what a win. Sid Romero says we'll see you tomorrow afternoon with a walk-off home run. And Oklahoma scores four in the tip to beat Tulsa by a final score of six to four. Are you kidding me? I couldn't sleep. I mean, I'm not even lying after that game was over. Uh, I don't think I went to bed till about 2.30 on Sunday night after the excitement that that game generated. So, because Tulsa had been undefeated so far through the regional, Oklahoma had to beat them twice. And they did that with a 3-0 win that not only featured some incredible pitching from Paige Parker, but some timely hitting from First Nicole Mendez. It deep to right field. It's gone. It's gone. A home run to lead the game off by Nicole Mendez. And Oklahoma has jumped on top 1-0 on a leadoff bomb from Nicole Mendez. Oh, baby, what a start for the Sooners. And Junior brings it home. Oh, my goodness. That was straight filth. 1-2 pitch. Nasty drop ball. Caught her looking. <laughs> the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Third strikeout. If they can advance. The 1-2 from Parker. Caught her looking. The 1-2 pitch from Paige Parker is a swing and a miss. Thrown out with a runner at third. The 3-2. Swing and a miss. To losing their opener. The 1-1 pitch. Bounced high towards short. Knighton's got a chance to beat it out. She will. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. One ball, two strikes. The pitch from Page. Swing and a miss. Oh, Page Parker. The 3-2 pitch to Macy. That ball is blasted deep to left field. Are you kidding me, Macy? The only senior on the Sooner roster leaves the yard on a line shot over the left field wall. And the Sooners have jumped on top 2-0. And Macy's first hit of the postseason is a no-doubter to left field. 2-0 Sooners. Legit lives it. The 0-2. Swing and a miss. Strike three. The 2-2 pitch popped up into shallow left field. Racing in is Hatfield diving. And she made the play. Macy Hatfield have a day. 
There's a little looper in the left field. Could be trouble. It is. Rounding third and heading for home is Mendes. The throw is not in time. Mendes slides headfirst into home plate. It's 3-0 Sooners. And all Sid does it again. The pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. The 0-1 pitch. Popped up. Shallow center field. Kaylee Clifton calls off everybody. Auburn, Alabama, here we come. The Oklahoma Sooners have beaten Tulsa 3-0. They faced elimination four times, and they win all four games in winning the Norman Regional and advancing in the NCAA Tournament. Final score, Oklahoma 3, Tulsa 0. Coming up on Friday, Sooner Sports Podcast, I'll be live in Auburn, and I'll give you a, a, a good feel for the uh, overall vibe of the Super Regional. We get live reports. You'll hear from both coaches, Clint Myers and head coach Patty Gass. So they coached against each other whenever coach was at Long Beach City College. I mean, they, they've they he coached Melissa Lombardi whenever she was at junior college. There's an incredible tradition, two great competitors. We'll give you a complete preview of the Super Regional coming up on Thursday's uh, – next later in the week's podcast. We, we record on Thursday. It drops on Friday. That's why I always get the date confused. Brandon Flynn's going to join us as well, too, as we'll get some perspective on the Big 12 tournament as Oklahoma will open up Big 12 tournament play on Wednesday night in baseball against Texas. But today's focus is solely on giving you the behind-the-scenes access and all the stories that didn't make air with Jessica Cootie's feature on Melissa Lombardi. We start with one of the pupils and Paige Parker – giving you some perspective on what Melissa Lombardi has meant to her. You guys have talked a lot about how you and uh, Coach Lombardi and catchers and everybody's kind of all has the same yeah. brain and kind of share the same mindset. How does she get to that level with you guys? I think it all just comes down to all of the preparation that we do. Um, you know, she helps us get so prepared for um, every game and, you know, really sets up each game plan with us so like perfectly that it's really easy to to know what she's thinking because of all the preparation that we've had leading up to that point and I think you know just over the years just like building relationship with her and um, you know kind of getting in her mind every day about what she's thinking about pitching has just helped tremendously. What's um, the, the level of trust that you have with her? How crucial do you think that is in the success that you've had as a pitcher? I think it's so important. I trust her so much, and I know Leah trusts her, and we all have this level of trust with each other, and I think that's so important um, between pitchers and pitching coaches just because, you know, they are with you every single pitch. You know, I look over at her before every single pitch and I know that she trusts me and I know that I trust her with everything and I think that relationship is just so important. How critical was the kind of the um, reputation that, that she had had now that she's been here for so long for you coming here and wanting to work with her? I mean how much how big of a role did that play in you being a Sooner? Um, it played a big role you know um, I knew about every all the left-handed um, pitchers that have come through here and how successful they had been and I know a huge part of that is because of her so that was just huge and you know I remember coming to camp when I think I was in seventh grade and I was like I really really like enjoy the way that she teaches and the way that she connects with even you know we didn't even know each other then and it, how she connected with me was amazing and I was like I really really enjoy like working with her. 
And 20 years ago, she was on the same field. I mean, or, well, I guess a little over to that. Um, how much does that kind of help knowing that she's been through the same battles you have on this field? Oh, it's, you know, it builds into that trust. You know, she, you know, we know she's been here and been there, done that, and um, been with this program for such a long time that it's easy to, to, to trust her because she knows ev everything about this program, everything about this team that you could ever know. So it's just awesome. And how important do you think um, she's been in kind of building um, just as a player, you know, where it was at the bottom when she played here and then um, her role as a player and as a coach to get this program to where it is. Today. Oh, I think she's been huge in, in that. And, um, you know, I don't think there could be a better person to help build this program the way she, that her and Coach Gasso have. And it's just incredible to see, you know, where she started off at, you know, over at Reeves, and now we're here and, you know, have won three national championships. So I don't think there could be a better person to, to help build this program. By the way, Paige Parker was phenomenal today in her complete game. Uh, ten strikeout performance against Tulsa. I mean, she scattered eight hits throughout the day. It was just, it was incredible to see after maybe what you could say was not a very solid start to her game on Sunday, but Paige Parker finding that groove. And the reason why? Melissa Lombardi and that communication. Those two have. They're on the same wavelength, as is head coach Patty Gasso. And when you want to see coach light up and you want to see a big smile across coach's face, talk to her about her former player, her assistant, and her good friend Melissa Lombardi. And that's where Jessica started the conversation about the former Sooner catcher and the current Sooner pitching coach. Let's go back to when Coach Lombardi got here as a player for you. What was she like as a player? Uh, she hung around with a rough crowd. <laughs> uh, she was the girl that um, when they went on a run would cut corners and get caught. Uh, and then deny it. So she was she was a feisty player. She's she was a little catcher, but feisty. And one thing that I knew is that I wanted her to stay because of um, her feistiness, but her leadership skills. And she had a really great knack of working with pitchers, and she had a really fantastic work ethic. So. To me, when you look at catchers, usually they're pretty natural coaches. And a lot of, of catchers that have come from our program have gone into coaching. So um, I knew I wanted to keep her. So she stayed on immediately after she was done playing? She did, yeah. And started, and was your pitching coach at that point? She was a grad assistant for a couple years, and then the pitching coach position came available, and she was very young. and. Um, it, I didn't want to lose her, but I didn't know that she was quite ready. And I really challenged her and said, you, you need to go out and find the best pitching coaches in the country and you, you've got to learn from them. You got to spend a weekend with them. You got to pick their brain because you're a catcher. And she pitched a little bit in high school, um, but she really needed to learn a lot more about that position mentally mechanic-wise, and uh, so it was kind of a risk, and she absolutely nailed it. She, it, she was very young when I hired her full-time, and it, it was kind of a risk, but I knew with her work ethic and her pride in this program, she would find a way to get it done.
At what point did you start saying, okay, I've got one of the best in the country on my staff? Mm, I mean, it, I, I don't know that I ever, I just always had these expectations. And so I don't look at any of us as like, wow, you're so, it's, <laughs> I pushed her hard. She, she did everything I asked and more. And um, she, um, she really kind of took on the pitching role and, and created workouts for the pitchers. Uh, she is one of the best at calling a game. And I knew that quite a while ago. Um, and she's learned through, you know, sometimes through mistakes, but she's, she never makes a mistake often twice. And I'm talking about someone who's not throwing the pitch. I mean, she knows these pitchers and what they're good at. So um, she definitely, I've known for a while, but I think um, she was pretty masterful in 2000. It's not easy to handle the stress either. And so it's kind of funny the way we both know each other and the way that we both handle stress. And she's evolved a lot because she used to be really nervous uh, when she was younger, but now she's definitely a pro. You talked about her being calling a game. What is it just knowing her pitcher so well? Is it knowing the, what is it that makes her so good at, the knowing, at calling the game? I think her preparation, and that's something that we take pride in, and she really takes pride in that. So it's her looking at video, um, sharing it with our pitchers, video of our opponent, looking at the weaknesses of the hitters, uh, where are the holes in their swing, and really trying to expose that. So we, um, she wants to do mock lineups when, say, before we're playing a team like Texas. She wants our offense to our team to line up as if we are Texas's offense, and she'll even make them swing and, and do tendencies that the opposing hitter will have so that our pitchers feel like they are ready for this test. And uh, so she's very, very. Um, precise in what she wants to do. She puts a lot of homework into it. How important or how would you describe the level of trust she's able to gain with her pitching, pitching staff and catchers and how important is that? Well, they definitely trust what they're doing. They're a little team within a team and uh, they have this pitching staff especially is one of the tightest I've, I've had here. Uh, a lot because of her and them working together, her challenges with them, and our catchers as well. The catchers work with the pitchers in the classroom on the video. So they're a team within a team and she is their fearless leader and she's, she does a great job with them. And you know, she's here when you were kind of, again, kind of trying to build this program and then for her to be here every step along the way, I mean, how special has it been that she played for you, was here when at the beginning stages, and now here she is at what you guys have built this thing up to today. We are like an old married couple, whereas we take each other for granted, but we love each other very deeply. So we've been through a lot together, both on and off the field. Um, I don't know. We just, we just do it every day. Um, how critical or how important do you think it's been that she played for you and kind of knows kind of knows, again, where this program's been. I think it's important that she played for me because she knows how I work. This program isn't for every athlete and it's not for every coach. Um, 
I don't know, I just, I haven't let go of my competitive spirit and I push her to where she, she doesn't fight back, which I'm, I try to push her buttons to make her fight back sometimes. Um, she just does it, even whether it's on the field and the things we're doing on the field or recruiting, when it becomes monotonous, she just does it. And she knows, sometimes she, I'm sure she questions um, why I'm asking her to do that and my intentions, but she never does it out loud. She's very, very loyal to this university, to this program, and to me. You think a part of that is because she started over there at Reeves Park and saw where you guys were and where you gotten to come? It's, it's pretty cool that she was part of literally, literally picking up trash before we're hosting a regional over at Reeves after the you know, the Sunday night slow pitch. We're over there Monday picking up all their beer cans and trash and stuff. Um, we didn't have a lot of help over there and we maybe had maybe a hundred people was a huge crowd for us over at Reeves. So she was there every step of the way watching the evolution of this program and and now when we built Marita Hines Field and this stadium we thought wow wow and now we obviously have not enough seats for I mean to see where we're growing she is a big part of that she is a huge part of that because pitching is a big part of this game and and your ability to win is really revolves around that circle yeah and then finally on that just the caliber of pitchers that she's been able to work with. I mean, you guys have kind of built a reputation to have some of the best year in and year out. How do you, how does she maintain that? Uh, well, I, I think she, um, she really has a passion for her craft and trying to get better all the time. That's something that I really like about her is that she will kind of uh, go on, like, can I go to this clinic? Can I go to this little summit? And she is now part of it. She's the one leading the summit. She used to be the attendee, and now she's the one speaking because everyone wants to know her secrets. So um, she never, she's always searching for better ways and new answers and innovative ways to do this or do that. Um, she's always come up, coming up with something that works. Um, in the way of recruiting, we both know that we're going after the best, so we're very persistent in our style. And uh, I think she's definitely known around the country as a master of calling the lefty game and working with the left-handed pitcher, as you can see on our wall, all of our All-Americans. So she's got a knack for the lefty, but um, she, can, she can make magic with these pitchers. Why the lefty? I think lefties are just, they're tough to hit. They're tough to see out of the hand. They come at a different angle. Um, they can really, it, it's a nightmare for lefty hitters. And if they throw a good hard curveball in, it's, it's a nightmare for righties. So uh, I just, I, we've always felt since Jill Most, who was the first pitcher that I inherited here at OU, Missy caught her and Jill threw upper 60s and Missy can't write now <laughs> because Jill just broke her hand every day so uh, I think she caught she caught Jill as that lefty and she got a good idea of what it's like to be successful what you need to do as a lefty on the mound and um, 
and she's really worked hard to to really be the best at it. Unbelievable. Ten-time Big 12 Coach of the Year, Hall of Famer, and now heading back to a Super Regional. And when you talk to Coach Gasso, where does all that credit go? To the staff, to the players, and obviously a lot of it to Missy Lombardi. So without further ado, the focus of the feature, the uncut, unedited interview with Sooner pitching coach and associate head coach, Melissa Lombardi. So when you first came here as a player, what was it about Coach Gasso that you were sold that you wanted to come here and play for her? Well, actually, what's kind of funny about that is when... I was a junior college transfer, transfer from Central Arizona, and when I came here as a junior in the fall, the coach that recruited me left, and they were hiring a new coach. Oh, wow. So Coach Gasso didn't recruit me, but I actually played against Coach Gasso at Long Beach city like central arizona and long beach we played against each other so i remember her so when she came in on her interview i remembered her from junior college so you're already here as a player what was your initial reaction when you started playing underneath her it well you know it was different because she was really one of my first female coaches i mean my first female coach was my mom when i was little and then after that i've had male coaches so I didn't know exactly what to expect at first, just because of the fact that she was a female. But then, I mean, right away, just competitor. She just absolutely competes. Coming into a first year, her first year, her expectations were high. Where I think maybe some would come in and um, just, you know, want to settle in and see how far they could get. I mean, she just expected to win from day one. Do you think, because she says the exact same thing about you, that you were a competitor, do you think that's why just right off the bat you guys related so well together? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, she, um, that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned from her is just, I mean, I felt like I've always been a competitor, but just to absolutely compete to the very, you know, the very last pitch of the game and that we're never, ever out of a game. I, I can think of games, I don't even know what year, but, um, we, were, we went to Oklahoma State, and we were down in the first inning. I want to say like six or seven runs. And she's like, come on, we got this, we got this. <laughs> and um, my husband came to that game. He ended up leaving early, and we won. Because she just expects that we're going to come back and win. She said you used to cut corners like on conditioning and stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because they do a triathlon. <laughs> Right now, we did a 5K, thank goodness, because I don't know if my group could have done a triathlon. But there was a one little corner over here that I was just as I was getting ready to kind of bolt to make it a little shorter, I got nabbed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, I that was, I mean, I, I bought in with Coach right off the bat because I wanted to win too. And you know, for an athlete that um, I just transferred and I'm trying to get into a new situation and now there's a new coach and you know, I think she handled it really well. And she had a tough group. Our group was tough. I, I feel bad for her because <laughs> we, we were just a tough group. But um, we definitely um, bought in. I, I bought in right from the start. I, I believe in her. Did that kind of play in why you wanted to come coach for her? Well, it's, it's interesting because I, was, I played for her for two years, then I was a fifth-year assistant. And as a fifth-year assistant, she gave me a big responsibility with her pitchers, I mean, as a student. And, um, and then I graduated, and I got offered to stay. And I was almost kind of like, are you sure, coach? You want to hire me? You know, I just, it was such, I mean, now I see how big the opportunity, I think at that time, I knew it was big, but didn't realize at the time how big. But that's, that's probably one of the, the 
biggest things that I think about with Coach Gasso is that she gave me a chance, that she totally believed in me. And as a, as a young student athlete, to give me a chance, you know, what behind the ears, right out of school, she obviously believed that I could do something big here. So that's, when I think of her, that's something that always just kind of sits in my heart. Did, did you always have a knack for calling pitches? Because she yes. said she said as a catcher, you always kind of just. I, you know what? It's yes, I did. I I just can remember as a young catcher, I would always just be two or three pitches ahead. Like a, a hitter would come up, and I can remember looking up into the hitter's eyes and just getting a sense of what they were wanting to do. And I just always felt like I was a couple pitches ahead. I I don't I don't really know why or. Um, I don't even really, I don't know. I just, it's just something I feel like just growing up was something that I had. And then obviously just the more you do it, and obviously with the video, the better you get with it. But yeah, it's just something that, it's a just a knack that kind of stuck with me. How much did being a catcher help you become the pitching coach that you are today? You know what, I think a lot, because I think one thing as a, being a catcher, I feel like I'm very open-minded with our staff. I'm, I'm not a cookie cutter, this is how you have to do things. I mean, I think there's some, some definite absolutes with fundamentals that all pitchers have to have, but I feel like I'm definitely um, a coach that um, doesn't color inside the lines, that I am definitely open to what they want to do, because each one of them, they're their ability to throw different pitches, their body types, their flexibility, their, you know, there's so many different things that go into place with the type of pitchers that they're gonna become. So um, I think being a catcher has helped me. Now, I've definitely, over the years, had to do my research, um, and I've done a lot of research. I've gotten the opportunity with, to work with great pitchers like um, Margie Wright, Sherry Kemp, Cindy Bristow, um, just some of the best and just kind of take a little bit of something from each one of them and then just, you know, mold into my philosophy. So I, I feel like um, just as a young coach, up and coming coach, that's one thing Coach Gasso was really great about was, who do you want to learn from? I'll get you there, you know? And just, I just felt like she just gave me some big opportunities. She said your first, when you were a catcher here, the pitcher was a left-handed hard yes. thrower. Is that where the lefty, lefty? our first original lefty um, we we won the first big 12 tournament in 96 and that was my senior year and I caught chill most and um, I mean I can my hand is still like I feel like I have um, nerve damage <laughs> from catching her because um, she threw the ball hard and I didn't always know where it was gonna go um, but she was our first original lefty I mean that's where it all kind of started is that when you kind of felt like okay I Maybe we can do something special with lefties. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I, I enjoyed the lefties, but I mean, Coach Gasso was a big part of that. She just always liked having a lefty on the staff, and then just the more that we've had them, and just having the ability to go with a lefty or a right-handed pitcher, it you know it just seemed like it kind of just got set in stone with us. So. so then I want to ask you about the trust that you gain with the pitchers and catchers because both Coach Gasso and your catchers and pitchers always talk about that. How do you go about kind of getting that where you're on that level where they just have absolute 1,000% trust when they're looking at you in the dugout? Yeah, we spend a lot of time together. And I definitely, I mean, I guess being the pitching coach, I would be the leader of the group, but it's not... Um, Whatever I say, you do, and you like it. It's as a group, 
how can we get better as a group? So when we're sitting there watching video, preparing for an opponent, um, lots of times I'm just kind of putting clips through and I'm asking them, what do they think? And, and they're talking to me about things that they see. And I try to get them to understand that it doesn't matter whether you're a freshman or whether you're a senior, you need to say something because you guys all have very, very good input. Um, when we're in the bullpen, the same thing, um, I want them to help me just as much as I can help them. I want them to help each other. Uh, I know Mariah Lopez was working on her changeup in the fall early this year, and she got it. It all said it made sense. Well, Paige Lowry was working on hers. And as a freshman, she's like, here, Paige Lowry, let me show you. And to me, that's when we can do stuff like that, when they feel comfortable to do things like that, that's where I think we just really build a really strong bond, um, just the trust. It just it gets there. It grows, but it, it gets there. The calling of the game, do you see it as kind of like a fun challenge, kind of like a, like a puzzle, like going yeah. into it? Definitely, and I think they feel the same way. I mean, we were just watching video, and, um, you know, they've already got their plan. They've already got their plan for our first game, and um, I think what I get excited about, and I think what they get excited about, too, is that we go in with a plan, and then we execute the plan, and we walk away, and we're like, yeah, that was it. That was it. But what I think is even pretty cool too is there's times where we go in with a plan and we have to adjust and that they have the trust in the middle of the game to make an adjustment, to go to that plan B. You know, we talk a lot about in-game adjustments and in the heat of the moment, don't adjust what's comfortable for you, adjust with what's right at that time and to be able to handle it at that time, which is, it's tough. It's tough to do that. And I think they've all done a really good job with that this year. And then just coming, kind of coming full circle, I mean, you were here when it, you guys were over at Reeves Park. Coach Gasly yes. said you'd have to pick up trash from the slow pitch game before you guys would play your own game. How much do you feel like maybe that plays into how much you pour into this program because you were here when it was at the bottom? 100%. I mean, we coach always, you'll hear talk about blue collar. And I mean, I'm a kid that grew up in a blue collar family. and. Um, Nothing was given to me. I had to work so hard. I mean, I remember my first set of catching gear I got as a freshman in high school for kids now. I mean, you know, they've gone through a lot more sets before that. But I think going over there has definitely made me appreciate um, what we have here that much more. And anytime these guys start to complain a little bit, I'm like, excuse me, would you like to go across the street? We could go across the street because I'll take this any day. But. Yeah, and I, I think that's I think that's what makes our program so just such a great program is is there's not one person that's bigger or better than this program that that all of us you know we make this program and and to stay humble and, and to have that blue collar approach and to compete you know day in and day out whether it's at practice or in the games I, I think it goes a long way and I think it goes a long way for our players for them not to take this for granted I mean I. I can't believe how fast my college career went by, and then now, 20 years later, I've been coaching here. It's still crazy that I've been here for that long. Coach Gasso said you guys were like an old married couple that yes. maybe sometimes, you know, you've been together for so long, she takes you for granted, you take her for granted, just because you know each other so well, like, maybe not take it for granted, but just, you just rely on each other so much that you don't even have to think about things. Um, and so, I guess how, um, critical is that to the success of this program that you two just kind of go hand in hand and know each other so well and just don't even have to communicate sometimes that you just get you just work together we just work together we always laugh because I mean even today we will come to practice with the same 
clothes on. And she's like, get out of my dome. I'm like, get out of my dome. But um, it, we've spent a lot of time together and we've had a lot of ups. We've had a lot of downs. Um, we've celebrated births, marriages, deaths. I mean, um, we've been it all, through it all. But what's pretty awesome is that I know with her, regardless of the situation, that she's got my back and I, I've got hers. And that's what's pretty awesome. To me, that's how you get through it. You know, we've definitely, in the past 20 years, um, have gotten through life together, um, which has been, it's been pretty awesome. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. So it's, it's pretty cool. Well, there you have it. For Sooner softball fans, this was like a Christmas edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. And like I said, Later this week, we'll talk to Brendan Flynn to get some perspective on the Big 12 tournament. I would imagine Carl Anderson will join me, and we'll do a podcast while we're out in Auburn, Alabama, and we'll get you ready for the Super Regionals and the college baseball postseason. Until then, everyone have a great week, and until Friday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. 